Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be set I saw somebody on Facebook the other day say, man, what a wonderful day. And somebody got in an argument about it. Oh my gosh, are you for real? We're, we're training our youth. We're, tra- we're, we're being conditioned to fight about absolutely everything. And it does, it's ungodly. It's against what God commands his people to be doing. We're supposed to agree. Those that hang on to the we're not always going to agree thing, those are the people that refuse to fully integrate into the body of Christ to the level that this verse demands of us. This, this verse tells us, here's the level to which you need to be in the body of Christ. Here's how deep it should be. Well, we're not always going to agree on everything. I don't, you know, I'm a, you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat. I, I'm not, hey, trash it. We have to agree. The Bible says to. We have to agree. If you recall, there was the whole congregation of Israel. They had a disagreement with the elders over the Gibeonites getting under that covenant with them. Remember, because the Gibeonites tricked them. They said, no, 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 here's a disagreement. We need, no, we need to let them Gibeonites go. We can't, we can't hold a covenant with them. And, and the leadership said, we gave our word. We gave our word, a covenant with the Gibeonites. We're going to honor it. And then that's the last you heard about it. I didn't hear another whole two, three, four, ten chapters of arguing. Apparently, they said, well, okay, we got to get over it. And they, they got over it. Apparently, the disagreement was dealt with pretty quick. And then on they went to the next conquest. There's bigger fish to fry. You see, Israel understood the severity, the importance of the warfare that they were into. And there was no time for letting disagreements stop the momentum. Disagreement will stop your momentum. It will stop you cold. Oh, praise Jesus. I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. But you're going to be fighting and debating with everybody about everything. You are stopped. You're not moving. And you're going to get run over. Keep the momentum going. If it, there's been times I've had to bite my tongue. If you have to bite your tongue, do it. Stay in agreement. It's better to find the things to agree on than the things to disagree on. Israel was ready. I mean, gosh, they were ready to live in God's peace. They didn't want to keep hanging around in the wilderness anymore. They were tired of it. They had been slaves for over 400 years. We're at the land. God's going to give us rest. They wanted it. They really desired it. They wanted to build new homes and get on with a real life in their own land. Now, friends, I'm the same way. I don't want petty debates of our times getting in the way of us moving forward towards the promises of God. I want to live a real life in Jesus. My old life wore me out. And I'm done with it. I'm going to live in agreement with the body of Christ because I want the promises and blessings of God. That's what I want. 
So the Israelites, they didn't want this argument to keep going. They just, let's, let's move on, they said. Arguments will fragment us up. Debates, this way, that way, I don't see it like you. And then we go to war. It fragments us up. And there just isn't room for it in my life, nor in this church. Now, we're not always going to agree on everything, but we are always going to resolve the disagreements quickly and move on. That's very important. That is godly commanded biblical important. We need to be thinking the same things in unity and same mind and thought. We need to be thinking the same things, saying the same things, and doing the same things together. That's how Israel got it done. The northern alliance of kings that banded together to fight Israel, yes, they did form an alliance. Guys, come on, let's all go. Yeah, come on, let's go. But it was a quick, slap-together force that had no idea how to fight alongside the next group. A quick slap-together doesn't pull it off. That doesn't have depth to it. Although they were together, they were fragmented. They were not unified in speech, mind, and judgment like Israel was, like God's Word commands us to be. We as a church, we need to be so unified together that we really know each other in fellowship. Otherwise, every Sunday that we meet here, all we're doing is a quick slap together assembly. And it doesn't work. It'll fall easy. We don't want to be a slap together assembly because then we'll be plagued with many fragments. And when we're fragmented with division, we're unable to take a solid stand against our enemy. And unity is very serious. Apparently, we can see that. It's for your benefit as much as it is mine. This isn't just for me, it's for you. And that's why the author begs us. If you see what he just said, he is literally begging us. He says, now I plead with you. I plead with you. Please. He says, by the name of our Lord Jesus, that there be no divisions, that you be perfectly joined together, same mind, judgment, and thought. You know, we're thick-headed, and I'm probably the worst one in the room <laughs> when it comes to being hard to get through to sometimes. We just are that way. We're, we're people. But we also have God's commandment that we can follow, and th- that the author has to beg us to get in agreement with each other to this level means he's really trying to emphasize it. He's really trying to crack through some thick skulls like mine. <laughs> but the reason he's being so hard about it is because it is so blessed a place to be. If we have disagreements here, okay, but let's deal with them quickly because obedience to God is the priority. Not arguing your point. The obedience to God is the priority. Can you imagine if a bunch of Israelites insisted on arguing about that covenant with the Gibeonites? All right, guys, let's go do the next one. No, no, get back over here. I ain't done talking about them Gibeonites yet. I still ain't happy about that. We ain't got no time for it. We got to get through sweep the land. We got to get done. Come on. I can imagine behind the scenes, there's a lot of things got done about them Gibeonites, and they're probably glad they did it because they were successful. If they stayed behind saying, I insist on arguing, it would cause the whole congregation to weaken, and then they would fall to the enemy. I don't want to fall to the enemy. Have you had enough of letting the enemy have his way with you? Then it's time to integrate into the body of Christ and put the petty stuff behind. The enemy, as long as he keeps you arguing, he's like, I got you. I got got you to the end. I own you. But if you say, I'm done with the arguments, I'm going to unite in the body of Christ. 
even and especially that one guy that I just can't stand, I'm going to be best friends with him because the enemy hates that and he can't get a hold of you there. Very important. I don't want my trials to run me over, neither do you. So let's be in agreement. Let's find the things we can agree on. Let me pose one thing up front real quick. Can we agree on the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and He died on the cross for our sins? Can we agree on that? Then work from that. Well, i got all these little things. i got a hash, I got a bone to pick with you, Ray. I, let's start with Jesus first and work from there. Let's start with Jesus first. First, Jesus had a bone to pick with us. What did He do about it? He came and died and forgave us. Okay, well, how's about we follow that same line of thinking? Uh, isn't it nice when we start from agreement instead of disagreement? America is tainted with debate. Let's don't be like that. Most people like to concentrate on disagreement and toss out the things they agree on. I say we obey God's Word and concentrate on the things we can agree on and toss out the disagreement. Let's turn it around. We're supposed to be at war with the enemy, not with each other. And this is a picture depicted when Israel went in to take on these forces in their land. Uh, so you may be wondering, how are we supposed to deal with this? How do, we, how do we do this? How do we, if we're not in the agreement like we should, how do we get there? Colossians 3 and 13 says we are to be bearing with one another. That means deal with me a little bit, okay? <laughs> Bear with me. You ever hear somebody? Just bear with me. Okay, bear with me. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Hey, I know you got to bear with me. I know there's little things about my character that just, 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 just push your buttons. I know it. Because you might have things like that that push mine. <laughs> I know it. I know I can be irritating sometimes. I'm just one of them kind of guys. But bear with me and forgive me. I'll forgive you. And if I did anything, let me know. I, I don't want you to be at odds with me. So if I did something I'm not aware, don't go, well, that Ray did that. And he didn't even know he did it. He's so ignorant. Tell me, okay? Let's follow this. Bear with me. If we fly off the handle at every hiccup, forgiveness will never find its place. There's too much hateful grudges and bitterness that people have with each other, and they'll never experience the bond of perfection that brings unity and strength. And they'll never experience the bond of perfection that brings unity and strength. You know, all these kingdoms, the, all these kingdoms that Israel went and took on, these kingdoms made a super mega alliance together. Huge alliance together, but it was fragmented. It was a slap together attempt that couldn't come near anywhere. The power of God that Israel had in their unity together with God, it couldn't match that. And so I want to say, if you're kind of playing around with Christianity, if your dedication is kind of, you know, halfway, you're in it when you're in it, but then when you're not, you're not then you're seriously limiting your ability to stand up in warfare. You're limiting your ability to stand up in warfare simply because you're not really committing to the power of unity that's in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4 and 11 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the what? The equipping of the saints. We need to be equipped, y'all. 
for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, which means building up, for the edifying and building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to what? To the unity of the faith. Until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. Now look, look how high he's putting this, this to. Look how high the, the, the standard of this is. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow, that's big. Our unity, our togetherness, our agreement has to get to that. <laughs> I can never get up to that. Well, not on your own, no. Through God, forgiveness, faith, you can. Some people just don't want to dedicate that far in. Israel was dedicated. It was dedicated. And notice it says, verse 12, this is all for the equipping of the saints. This fragmented army from this army over here and that army over there, they weren't equipped the same. They didn't have the same gear. I can imagine they're lined up in battle, and one guy from King Sihon's group is with King whatever's group thinking, dude, where'd you get that sword, man? We got junk. (laughs) They weren't equipped the same. We got to equip you with the same stuff under the same God and the same unity and the same thought, the same agreement, the same mindset, the same actions. Man, you can fight like that. The unity of the faith, all the gifts that we have in here. You, you know, you may be thinking, man, Ray, I like your gift. I like coming in here and hearing your gift. Well, I like hearing your gift. That's why you come in here, because I don't have the gift you have. You have a gift I didn't got. That's why all these these different gifts are given to different people for the building up of the assembly of believers to, to the unity of the faith, a unity that extends all the way to being a perfect man. I'm not a perfect guy by any means, but I can get there if I come to this congregation assembly with my gifts put together with yours. We can get there together. So unified that the enemy has no idea what's coming. But if you won't commit to that level, you may as well lay down in the highway and get run over. Because that's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Look at that alliance. They got run over. No more divisions. No grudges. Just oneness in the assembly of believers. Oh boy, there's always those people that like to say, yeah, but you don't have to go to church to be saved. You don't have to go to church to be saved. You've heard that, you know. Okay, technically they're right. You can get saved at home, but because you have trial and because God commanded it, you need to be in the assembly of believers. So saying you don't have to go to church to be saved, is they have no idea how twisted a statement that is. If you think that being with other believers has nothing to do with walking with God, then you're nothing more than an easy target. You're going to be a puppet to the enemy. He's going to play with you and laugh. Your easy prey. So let's stop the you don't have to go to church to be saved thing. Because you're saved, you should want to obey God and I'll see you in church. Hebrews 10 commands it. You've got problems coming. You've got trials. You can't stand up under them if you're playing that I don't have to be in church game. We should commit. Remember the priests oh, at the tabernacle, they had to consecrate themselves. And they wore a gold band on their head. It said holiness to the Lord. I mean, it's like we're, we're in it. We're priests in Jesus Christ. Let's consecrate and commit and be in agreement with each other. So the next time you find yourself getting pressured up at somebody, and I do this often, and I have to come to this verse often. You find yourself pressuring up, it's like, I'm a powder keg, I'm about to blow on you. You do one more, I'm good. 
I'm going to let you have it. Here's what you do. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxiety upon Him, for He cares for you. Don't promote division in here. Don't promote grudges and differences and arguments. You feel like you're about to pop, cast your anxieties on the Lord. That's what He's there for. Don't take your anxieties out on each other. Let Jesus deal with it. Because that leaves you free to be in unity with the rest of us. You know, the world's watching us. Let's show them what unity in Jesus can do. Israel demonstrated godly unity. Did we not see this? They demonstrated godly unity back in their day by taking down massive armies that were much bigger than they were. So how's about we demonstrate godly unity in our day today? by taking down massive trials that are much bigger than we are. Just the same. Through the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. That's what I saw in Joshua 12. Divided, fragmented kingdoms with a united force of Israel. and They took them all out. Guys, we can go out there and take all those trials down that we're dealing with. That big trial that never goes away, that you think is never going to be done with. It looks too big. It's going to fall if you will unite in the faith and with the body of Christ to that perfect man, to the stature of Christ. <laughs> Can you, I can't get my head around it. Your trial's got its days numbered now. If you're willing to commit to this level, I pray that we are. Father, I thank you so much for this book of uh, Joshua, Lord, in 12 here. Wow. Lord, I'm on this side. I'm on the west. Lord, I'm in Jesus Christ. I'm on the side of eternal life now. I'm going to express and boast in that. And because of that, I am to be obedient to your word. Your instructions better than anything I could come up with. Lord, you know better. And so for all the trials we're facing today, all the difficulties, Lord, you give us the formula right here. The formula is to put it on you and obey you. Put the problem on you and experience the blessing with each other together. I thank you, Lord, for that. I pray that all the difficulties in the congregation are going to dissolve away. I pray, Lord, for dedication. Dedication to the body of Christ. Dedication. that I'm finally, for once in my life, Lord, I'm going to draw a line in the sand, and I'm going to step on this side, over here, and I'm not crossing back no more. I'm not going to go back to the old Ray. I'm not going to go back to the old me who used to fight with everybody about everything until I get my way. I'm going to give that up, and I'm going to find what I can agree with. And Lord, we agree in this congregation that you are Lord. You are the Savior. King Jesus, you have saved us. We're going to start from that, and we're going to work from there. I pray, Lord God, you put it in our hearts to resolve every situation in that manner. That when we get ready to pop, we cast our anxieties on you and we remember that you forgave us. And then that's the way we take it from believing that you're Lord. We take it through agreement, not disagreement. We need to unify, Lord God. To get through these end times, as bad as they're going to get, we need to be together, not divided. And that way, when we see the problem coming, no matter how big it looks, it ain't as big as you. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, all this that we went through today did not come easy. It did not come easy for Israel, and it didn't come easy for the Lord Jesus Christ either. Remember, he did 
strain. He did come under pressure. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweat blood. That depicts a very extreme physical state when your pressure is so extreme that blood comes out through your your pores. It wasn't easy. The cross was not easy. It took suffering. It took pain. Who are we to say that we are Jesus' followers, that we believe in him and have made him Lord, and to be at war with one another after what he went through for us? You know, Jesus could have looked at us and said, y'all disagree with me. Y'all are sinners. And so I'm going to stay at war with you for the rest of your existence. But he didn't do that. He came and offered salvation. He offered to do away with it. He offered to get rid of the disagreement and reconcile where we could be back together as one. Jesus Christ likes unity. God likes unity. That's why he sent his son so we could be together with him. Now, if we're in him, we need to live among each other the same way. We need to live in unity, forgiveness. And what a, what a measure it, it leads up to, as we just read. You will not stand. You will not succeed. Fragmented. We need to be together. And so in communion now in Luke 22 and 14 says, When the hour had come, Jesus, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We do this to remember our Lord, what he did for us. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Covenants are instituted by blood. And Jesus knew that we were in trouble, and the only way we could get out of that mess was through him. He didn't call upon somebody else to come spill their own blood, and it never worked. He didn't contract it out. He came and did it himself. Let's take this in remembrance of what he did for us. There's no logical reason to to my mind why a king should have to step down from his throne to come after a bunch of people that ruined the whole thing. But that's what he did. He did it for you, and he did it for me. Can't we at least serve him in obedience? Can't we we get to this agreement thing? Do you all realize that we all just did something together with the same action? with the same mind and same thought. We did something together. Let's keep that up. That was unity, what we just did in communion. Father, thank you for today, Lord God. I thank you for everything we learned today. Lord God, bless the people with this. This is going to be a tough one. Help us learn to stay in this, Lord God. Lord, my first reaction when somebody does me wrong is I want to fire back, and I know that's wrong. Lord, our sin nature is going to come out and cause us to want to do things we ought not to do. Teach us, Lord God, to obey your word, to work from agreement, to work from faith, to work from forgiveness before we take it out our own way. We do it your way first. I thank you for it, Father God. ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.